You've found an encore presentation of the Taxi Stand Hour. Catch John and Ed as they broadcast live weekly, and join the conversation. Go to RadioTFI.com for schedules, information, and more. And now, enjoy the show. You found the Taxi Stand Hour. Alright, alright, alright. On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428. On Twitter, at TaxiStandR. From a payphone, call collect. The following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. And good morning, everybody. Welcome aboard to the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI and at least part of the Radio TFI streaming network from the ShalottaMakesMeLaugh.com studio in St. Paul, Minnesota. I am John Shannon. Over there, yep, over there in the Radio TFI executive tower, which looks like it's coming together swimmingly. It is the one and only Ed Van Ness. Good morning, sir. Good morning, kids and kittens. We trust you've had a fine and fantastic week. I want to apologize in advance for the noise. They've changed the flight patterns at LaGuardia, and uh, we're waving at pilots as they go by. So so you may hear the occasional jumbo jet, and it won't be me this uh, anyway. Good morning. <laughs> and how are you, young Mr. Shannon? I am just ducky, if you will. I will. Today, I will. By, by the way, I just thought I'd point this out real quick. Um, just as a little technicality, uh, our feed on Facebook, and this is my mistake, uh, yeah. our feed on Facebook is coming through our uh, group page, which is um, Friends of the Taxi Stand Hour, which doesn't mean a hill of beans to anybody except for the fact that if you comment because that's how most of us actually most of the people who comment on our Mm -hmm. social media feed that's how they view the uh that's how they view the page or view the show rather right is 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 through that particular page but it's streamed through uh radio tfi's Mm -hmm. Uh, Facebook page. Yeah. Long story. Long story short. Too any late. comments I see will come across as anonymous. Okay. So that'll always that'll always be fun. So that that's really all there is to so it. We're just, still. They'll just have to identify themselves. That's all. Yeah. If you want to identify yourself when you, uh, if you post a comment or say hi or whatever, it'll it'll mean a little bit more than just an anonymous Facebook user saying hi. So, anyways. And if you want to do it the old-fashioned way, phone lines are up and running. 754-8. <laughs> it is. They are. 
Shocking. Seven. No, since I started taking over the phones, it has been like clockwork. Seven five four eight zero zero chat. Seven five four eight zero zero two four two eight. We do welcome your comments here, uh, as always. Uh, we got a lot, a lot to get into. Jesus, this uh, a few things happened this uh, right this last week. Uh, but but for- let's go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna, let's go ahead and bust right into the uh, the uh, opening earworm, if you will, here, <laughs> which is better known as our uh, our market report. So. Uh, It's the Radio TFI Market Watch, brought to you by Hacks. This week, Uber closed the week at 23.30, up 96 cents. Lyft closed the week at $13.54, shockingly up 14 cents. Tesla closed the week at 8.16.73, up 64.44. This has been the Radio TFI Market Watch, brought to you by Hats. Damn it! At least Tesla's worth something. Well, Tesla see, is ping-ponging back and forth. One week it's up 50, next week it's down 60, the next week it, you know, Lyft is, is uh, here's what happened with Lyft this week. Somebody's been, it, it's been slowly sinking under the water and it bobbed up just enough for it to tilt its head and get its nostrils to get a little bit of air. But, uh, I, I mean, what do we say it was? It's at, uh, no, wrong one. $13.54. Kids and kittens, let me tell you. <laughs> that one's about Rada. Uh. <laughs> well, if you want to invest in a little bit of penny stock, you ever you remember that term from back? Do I, do I remember that back? term? I lost $700 freaking dollars on the only stock I ever purchased. I still get mail from uh, TD, uh, the, whatever the hell they are. About TD my, Waterhouse, uh, whoever they are, about my, I just, I just had to have the. I'm not even going to go into it. Long story short, I, I pissed away seven hundred dollars on a company that doesn't even exist anymore, and I bought shares at like three cents or some. So, oh no, no, it was, uh, it was close to a dollar because I had close to seven hundred. One of the guys that worked for us was like, oh, no, no, you got to, you got to, you got to get into this. And my partner got sucked into it. And I was very hesitant. And and now I realize with good reason. And I just don't see anything that Uber and Lyft are doing that is going to raise their stock value. It's going to keep tanking. It's going to keep just little, you know, the little... You know, dollar here, lose a dollar there. It's, it's just going to go back and forth, and nobody's really well. They've reinvented. They've reinvented the the nineteen forties taxi cab. Oh yeah, that's exactly. That's and it, you want to talk about innovation wait, with Uber? That's the only thing they've done is they somehow managed to go back in time and, and get to the very beginning of taxi cab service before regulations. Yeah, that's that, that's that's pretty much it. And, and well, you, you mentioned before regulations. This is looking at what Uber and Lyft are doing right now when it comes to customer service and customer and service. what have you. They don't have customer service. Well, what I'm saying. What passes okay, as customer? What passes as customer service? 
They exactly. They, they give everybody. The they give very, every, go ahead. I'm sorry. It was the very, very reason why the taxi industry had the regulations it had to begin mm-hmm. with. Exactly. It to be fair so. to the the passenger, the driver, to make sure uh, if anybody was getting screwed, everybody got screwed equally. Uh, yeah, exactly. I, I I mean, the reason for a meter. Uh, and not flat rates, uh, at least back in the day, we used to explain it to people. It's so that, you know, it's fair for the driver and it's fair for the customer. Now, that being said, with the technology we have today, I'm all for the flat rates. I'm all for it. You punch mm-hmm. it in, in the GPS and it figures it out based on whatever algorithm, you know, depends, depending on your local rate, uh, rate system and all that. And you get a flat rate, and boom, the driver gets his, gets a little, little something-something on top of it. It's a beautiful thing. They started doing that um, my last couple of years uh, when I was in the cab. And I loved it when somebody booked online. You got a, or, or, uh, you got a flat rate. Mm-hmm. Or you could ask for the flat rate. And, you know, and I thought it was wonderful. I never felt cheated by those rates. Not once did I ever feel cheated by by the flat, because it would come up on the call. You would start your meter, and the amount, let's say, it was going to be a forty dollar flat rate, and that's what would come up on the meter, and that's what would stay there. You got to the end. Yep. This way, you could run your credit card and all that. And uh, thank you very much. Have a nice day. Everybody goes home happy. Again, may, you know, maybe one or two were shaved by a dollar or fifty cent. I never felt cheated at all. Now, no, not at all. Now that's now you might say, but Ed, what about when people would come up to you and insist on a flat rate back in the day? That well, they were just trying to save a buck, and they were ju- they had no idea the value of the ride. You know, you get the sitting on a cab stand, and you get the hey man, I gotta go to go to point B. How much will it run? Well, it runs on a meter, and what I'm gonna tell you is an estimate. Eh, it runs about twenty five dollars, give or take. Well, the dude that brought us here did it for 10. Well, I'm not going to do it for 10. It's against the law for me to do a flat rate anyway. And at the time it was. And Mm -hmm. uh, you can go find the other guy. Yeah, go find him. The the only time. Leave me alone. Yeah, leave me alone. (laughs) The only time I would do a flat rate. And I told them up front, okay, you want a flat rate? I'll give you a flat rate. And I would go 10 to 20% over what I expected the meter to be. Well, that's no. not that's no kind of deal. You don't ask for a deal. You ask for a flat rate. Why would I screw myself? How would you like it if your boss walked into the office one day and said, hey, we're only going to want to pay you for four hours today instead of eight? Well, that wouldn't happen. Well, it ain't happening here either. I'm out yeah. here. Look, if you don't want to ride with me, that's one thing. But, you know, I'm not going to take myself out of rotation, blah, blah, blah. You know, here's you want to avail yourself of the, avail yourself of the, of the service? I'm here. Let's do our thing. Uh, I had a guy once. I'll tell this story very quickly, and then we'll move on. Him and his family get in at the airport. They're going to uh, Boynton Beach, Florida. It was about, at the time, about a $40 ride. And uh, Mm -hmm. so this guy just insisted, insisted on a flat rate. He didn't know. He didn't know what the... uh, uh, So... He insisted on a $50 flat rate. I said, fine. 
I wasn't exactly sure what it was going to run anyway. So I took some of our business cards and I used a rubber band and I covered the meter. I still ran the meter. So we got there and uh, he says, well, what do I owe you? I said, well, what do we agree on? I said, before you pay me, let's take a look at this. And uh, I, I uncovered it and it said 40 bucks, 41, $41. I said, see, you screwed yourself with your insistence on a flat rate. But, you know, I'll, I said, I'm not going to charge you the 50. I'll charge you the 40. And he gave me 60 anyway. So, yeah, jeez. No, no. He was very, he says, no, I see your point now. He, he says, I screwed myself. I had it in my head that every cab driver's out to screw me. I said, not all of us. Some of us are. Uh, well, and that's, that was the one thing with the, uh, with the taxi meter is that it's, it's, it's so funny because. You literally can hear the arteries tightening up in the back seat as that mm -hmm. meter clicks. Oh, Boy, that meter's really going fast, man. It's really going fast. My favorite was this one. A 425. 450. 470. Yes, I understand. I know what the meter is. You don't have to call out every change. It's going to do that. <laughs> I would tell people that did that, look, it's going to do that a lot. Save it for the very end and then have one big heart attack at the very end, okay? <laughs> don't don't waste it on little little increments of uh Yeah. Why does the meter run so fast? I don't know. Why do you get paid what you get paid? It's, you know, you're hiring a car and a driver to take you where exactly. you need to be. On on call is by the way. This is an on-call service. You can decide I want to go somewhere, and within minutes, there's somebody there to take you. So, uh, so yeah, so so Uber and Lyft. I mean, I, I'm I'm enjoying Lyft's Lyft's uh, rapid descent to the bottom this week, but they all made money this week. They all made money. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Anything else happened this week, John? Uh, well, you know, I think we could have thought of a, a couple of things here i don't know uh, i was busy all week uh, did i miss anything did i miss no. was there any good tv on did, did you did you tell did tell me you didn't miss that you missed the prime time uh are you kidding me i had ice cream and popcorn are you nuts okay well, i, I was i to... was on top of that man i was on top of that this this was great this uh they just keep they just keep finding stuff, presenting stuff, and I think that this uh, this little clip that we've got here with Trump here at the end, when he was trying to uh, uh, he trying to force himself to record mm. a uh, the uh, oh we'll come and get you if you know for this heinous crime and yada. So let's just play this real quick. You, you mean the day after? The day? Yeah, after. the day after. Go ahead, play it. Yeah. I would like to begin by addressing the heinous attack yesterday and to those who broke the law will pay. You do not represent our movement. You do not represent our country. And if you broke the law, say that. I'm not gonna, you, I already said you will pay. The demonstrators who infiltrated the Capitol have defied the seat of dust. It's defiled, right? See, I can't see it very well. 
Okay, I'll, I'll do this. I'm going to do this. Let's go. But this election is now over. Congress has certified the results. I don't want to say the election's over. I just want to say Congress has certified the results without saying the election's over, okay? But Congress is certified. Now Congress is Yeah, right. Now Congress I didn't say over, so let, let me see. Don't go to the paragraph before. Okay? I would like to begin by addressing the heinous attack yesterday. Yesterday is a hard word for me. Ah, good. Take the word yesterday, because it doesn't work with the heinous attack on our country. Say on our country. Say that? No. My only goal was to ensure the integrity of the vote. My only goal was to ensure the integrity of the vote. Have you ever? Now, I'm sure that he's not the first president who has maybe flubbed a line here doing something similar to what Trump is doing, recording a a message. Have you listened to this show? (laughs) Well, I'm talking president. I'm talking with with professional speech writers. Of course not. It's perfectly normal. But there's flubbing a line, okay? Then there's yesterday is a hard word for me. And of course, all my troubles seem so far away. You know what the working title of that song was? What's that? Do you know what the working title of that song was when he was writing the music? You know, I've heard it before, but I've long since forgot. Before there were lyrics, the the holder, the lyrics, scrambled eggs, scrambled eggs. Seriously. <laughs> anyway, so then we get to, uh, well, I don't want to say the election's over. Yeah, he doesn't want that on tape anywhere. Not that he wouldn't deny something he just said four seconds ago, but uh, yeah, heavens to Murgatroyd. Why, why would we want, why would the president want to say the election is over? He wouldn't. He wouldn't. So, uh, I mean, I watched, I've watched every hearing. Mm-hmm. And you have to bear in mind that every witness they that's been presented has been a Trump appointee, somebody from the inner circle, uh, Republicans all. There have been no Democrats up there uh, testifying, nothing like that. You've seen the, uh, the uh, deposition tapes. And you've seen the videotapes, and uh, bravo, and uh, Josh Hawley, hey, good for you, man. Good for you. Run, Josh, run. run Josh, run. Uh, you, 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 you make me feel brand new, Josh. So he got them all fired up on the way in and then ran like a pussy. I guess hoping Trump would grab him, but uh, I, I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'd say it's, look, this committee needs to do, to do something. Somebody needs to go to jail. What happened with Steve Bannon this week, who, by the way, if I had to use one word to describe him, it would be decomposing. 
somebody needs to go to jail. Steve Bannon's going to jail or was found guilty of uh, ignoring a subpoena, a congressional subpoena. It has contempt of Congress. Contempt of Congress. Thank you very much. Precious little to do with the January 6th stuff itself. So we need people at the top of the list to start. We need the dominoes to start falling. People need to pay. We cannot, we must not allow this to continue. It, because if they get control of the House and the Senate in November, kids and kittens, you know, 20 years from now, you're going to be, oh, so that's why we pay for air and water now. You know, that's uh, that, that's why we can't, uh, we can't do anything uh, be, because the Republicans are in charge. And these aren't even Republicans. They're monsters. They're just monsters. They're passing all these laws left and right, just 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 restricting people's rights. And uh, it, 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 it's just, uh, but, so uh, I, I'm, you know what, I, I got to do this and, and I promise you, it, this is going to appear more than once today. Uh, they had this big uh, shindig at some, some college. Arizona. Oh yeah. yeah. All the, all the Republican hit makers were there including our boy, Ted Cruz. And he told a story about speaking to a student. Let's take a listen. I talked to a student recently at one of our woke college campuses who said she's required in every class to introduce herself and to give her pronouns. Well, I'm Ted Cruz and my pronoun is kiss my ass. Ted Cruz, go fuck yourself. Ted Cruz, go fuck yourself. I think more than anything else, it's the it's the it's the BS stories that they make up to fit into whatever little punchline they're trying to trying to get to. You know, most of what they say is horseshit. Okay. Well, first off, Ted Cruz is not going to go is not going to visit a a college where whereas. Some if if they introduce themselves, they have to use a pronoun. He's not gonna go. He's not gonna go there to begin with. So and, let's. And, and first off, and just to, just stepping back into the realm of reality, why would a classroom have to introduce themselves every time, every day? Okay, and and even so, fine. Okay, the first day, all right. You you introduce everybody introduces themselves. That's it. That's it. And uh, it wouldn't be every day. Ted Cruz is full, full of crap, and uh, I, I'll never say it better than John Boehner. Ted Cruz, go fuck yourself. So, exactly. That will so never let's get go old. Back to, let's go back to Bannon real quick. Because now CNN has run a, a report, special report on Bannon. Now, I, I only watched about the first 20 minutes of that. I want to watch the rest of that eventually. But from what I'm seeing in this, there, Bannon, to me, is more than just a commentator on what's going on. Oh, without question. He... Without question. He's a ringleader. <clears throat> I'm telling you right now, 
the more I the more I listen to Bannon, the more I believe that he is the one that's pulling the strings right now. There is very little doubt in my mind. If he is not Geppetto, there he's one of a small handful. Trump just happened to be what's known as a useful idiot. Absol- absolutely. And Ron DeSantis is the same thing, but taken through the car wash. The problem, uh, getting off track for a second, the problem with DeSantis is that he's going to think for his own. I'm not going to get even worse. Yeah. So you're watching I'm this. Just, it, it just seems a lot more, it has the potential to be a lot more dangerous than even with, you know, with Donald Trump, if Donald Trump was actually speaking from the cuff and not having these strings pulled, I don't think it would be as serious or as problematic as it is right now with Bannon kind of, you know, he, you know, he had a pos- official position for a while in the White House. He supposedly got fired. I'll guarantee you that Trump is still getting his marching orders from Bannon. I, I guarantee it. I wouldn't be surprised. Well, also keep in mind, you've got, think of all the people involved now. You've got all these people in different states. And let, let's let's not ignore the fact that they are getting their people installed at the, at the local and state levels to, we're getting laws changed, we're, we're you know, it's becoming a dystopian state here. Uh, if I my gut feeling tells me is that if a, if Trump or DeSantis is elected president in 2024, that will be the last presidential election that any of us will see in our lifetime. Because I, we've got the, they've got the Secret Service involved now, and you can't tell me you deleted all those text messages and you can't find them. Police, police. Mm-hmm. We we we've managed to uh, to to recover. We have letters from 250 years ago from the founding fathers. Don't tell me we can't find text messages. I find that shockingly hard to believe. And uh, so Trump spoke at this little shindig uh, yeah, they were throwing too, and he happened to throw out there. That they wouldn't be pursuing him. Uh, if it, well, let me rephrase that. I believe that the way he said it was that if he announced that he was not going to run in 2024, that all of this would stop. The commission, everything would stop. And I don't see that. I don't see that at all. They, there are too many people that want to see Trump in an orange suit, regardless whether or not he uh, chooses to run in 2024. Well, a, a thief can say, you know what, I'm going to stop stealing stuff. It doesn't mean you're still not accountable for the crimes you've committed. Exactly. I found Jesus. Well, <laughs> Jesus and the cops found you first. You know, uh, <clears throat> excuse, huh? me. excuse me, but exactly. Anyway. So, 
So Bannon, Bannon has been convicted. Trump is. Uh, it, 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 it'll be interesting to see what they come up with. The the hearing is uh, the next hearing they're talking about is in September. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. Now they're 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 already over there crying. Oh, so close to the elections. That's why they're doing it. Well, you know what? Guess what? You shouldn't have put yourself in that position to begin with. If you would, if you wouldn't have put yourself in that position to be a part of what happened on January sixth, mm-hmm. we wouldn't have to be having this conversation. Well, here's the other side of that too: is Kevin McCarthy is boo hooing, boo hooing. Hey, look, pal, you had the opportunity to have yep. have your people as part of this commission. Although no Jim Jordan. That was that was a deal breaker, Jim Jordan. Because all he would do is just interrupt and interrupt and, uh, and he deflects. He's, he's useless. 14 years in Congress has never sponsored a bill. He's never done anything. Uh, so, I, I mean, they're great projectionists. They love to, oh, 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 look, look how poorly you're treating us now. You know, look. Eventually, this is all going to paint them all into the same corner. Unfortunately, it may not be for decades when when they're all gone and uh, enjoying enjoying their time in hell. Well, actually, they'll be on on the board of directors in hell, but uh, yeah. but it's I'm so sick of it personally. Because they don't want to govern. They want to rule. They want power. Well, that was the same thing with Trump. I mean, that was that was the big thing with uh, with Trump was the the fact that he liked being president. He didn't like doing the job, but he liked the idea. I I am president. Here, here's where a great idea would have come in. And yes, I understand it would be appeasing Trump. Co-presidents. Let Hillary handle all the administrative stuff, the the behind-the-scenes stuff that she's really, really good at. And Trump can go out and have his picture taken with uh, trucks. Yeah, there you go. Although, on the other hand, Trump is really bad with kids and animals and, you know. It it just, I'm just flashing flashing onto uh, a piece of tape of... President Obama in the Oval Office, a little boy, African American boy, about two, three years old, is uh, Obama leans down so so the little boy can can feel his hair. It's a, look, the president's got the same hair as I do, which you know is a monumental thing. You know, and, uh, you wouldn't see Trump doing anything like that. He didn't care. People, if you're a Trumper, you, you you're under the misguided cons conception that he cares a lick about you okay oh yeah <laughs> he does not he don't want he, he you want to paint him as a man of the people well you ain't his people no regardless of what he says uh he's uh, not gonna be inviting billy joe jim bob and betty sue uh-uh. to mar-a-lago anytime soon and look i i, I know i'm jumping on a bandwagon here but who really pushed Ivana down the stairs? <laughs> Oof. 
I <laughs> listen. I'm not really a, a conspiracy theorist type guy. Yeah, neither am I. But, but... That, that one, <laughs> uh, I don't it's know. Hard not to with these people, really. It's the the deeper we get involved in this, okay. The deeper, the more we see, the more we hear. Uh, it's it just hard not to. Okay, that seems right now plausible. Is uh, is okay with me? I I I can see that. I can see them. You know, look, Michael Cohen told us all about it. Uh, the the information is out there. I just listened to a song today, a parody song. And I, I didn't have time to put it together for today's show. I'm going to try and get it for next week. From 1990, going on about Trump, to the tune of uh, Puff, to the tune of Puff the Magic Dragon, uh, Trump is a Trump is a monster or something like uh, the Monster King or something like that. Trump the Monster King. It, it's funny. It's very funny, and uh, it predates Melania and, and and Marla Maples and all that good stuff. It's. Uh, this was back when very few people knew what a real idiot Trump was. Oops, did I say that out loud? Here comes, <laughs> here comes that part of the Secret I, Service. By the way, there's another uh, uh, denier. We have, we we forget that you know we talk about the Josh Hawleys of the world and the Marjorie Taylor Greens and Bobo and uh, and all these others. By the way, but, you know you know Bobo's restaurant got shut down. I heard about that. Okay, moving on. I heard about that. Yes, uh, but here's a here's a denier that's been kind of laying in the weeds. Uh, check this out. In the days and weeks leading up to January 6th, Donald Trump repeatedly stoked conspiracy theories about the 2020 election, directly resulting in the deadly terrorist attack on the Capitol that killed five people. But Florida Republican Senator Marco Rubio doesn't think there should be any accountability. The first chance I get to vote to end this trial, I'll do it because I think it's really bad for America. And that's exactly what he did. At the start of the impeachment trial, Marco Rubio joined 10 other Republicans, including seditionists like Josh Hawley and Ted Cruz, in voting to immediately end it. That's a position too extreme for even the 39 other Senate Republicans who voted to proceed. Marco Rubio swore an oath to defend the Constitution. He betrayed it. Vote him out in 2022. I got an idea. What's that? I got an I got an idea. When you go to the ballot, if they got an R next to their uh, name, well, forget about it. Well, that's pretty much my my thing. That'll make, that'll make it easy. I uh, yeah yeah, it, it, but it's unfortunate. But a lot of people aren't going to go that way. Uh, you know, as I've I've stated here clearly, I can I I don't care who the Republican is anymore. Uh, I, I I just can't. I can't a good conscience not vote. I, I'm sorry, vote for a Republican. I don't care what level it is. I don't care who they're running against. I would do a write-in ballot for uh, Bobo the Magic Chimp, which is something I just made up before I <laughs> voted for the likes of uh, uh, any Republican. I'm sorry. 
That's uh, that's for me. I'm I'm not here. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, kids and kittens, I forgot to silence my phone. That is the local utility, Con Edison, Consolidated Edison. They have been very good about automated calls, telling us it's going to be hot, really stinking hot, uh, core of the earth hot. And, to and be, please uh, turn your air conditioning up to 78 degrees. Uh, you you got it, pal. That's, that's it. That nails it. And uh, so... I, they, they've been very good about it, and I can't, I can't fault them for what they're doing. But stop calling me in the middle of the show. There you go. Don't you? Espe- don't they know who you are? Especially when you put my name with the word "con," please. Well, there you go. Mm. Hey, listen. I want to oh, get. Oh I no, no, get- no! Wait, 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 wait! You're not getting away with it. Uh, and, and and this whole ED thing. Okay, you think you're being <laughs> funny. That's a that's an what? issue I've been I've been dealing with for for years. You put out that tweet about ED. Well, well, what? Just... You think it's funny that my disease, my affliction, my curse, my name? I'm cursed with that name. Well, you could refer to yourself as Edward. Stop that. Stop you're, making you're, sense, okay? Let's not confuse the issue with facts here. <laughs> hey, hey, listen, I want to get to this clip here because this one... That you do. Uh, this one here is, is important to me. This is a, Wait a minute, gentleman... Did you say it's impotent? Come on, man. I thought we were done with the ED stuff. Mm, no, but we could keep going there if you like. Uh... uh Anyways, he's a Navy veteran, and well, you, you look at the, you look at his background on his video. If you if you weren't listening to him, you'd swear, boy, he was a he was a Trumpy from way uh, back. John, this is three and a half minutes. Are we sure we want to waste that? Much? I, I mean, burn that much. Time. I I I do I do want it. This one was All important. Right. All right. I I know you I know how you feel about long clips, but. All right. I had nothing to do with this. I, I mean, I'm sure the content is wonderful. Don't don't misunderstand me. But the length. Knock okay. Ken from Cleveland here. I've been watching these January 6 hearings, and it's got me thinking a lot about patriotism. I grew up in a military family, third generation military pilot myself, and we almost always had an American flag flying outside our house. But it feels different now. The way extremists on the right have covered themselves in the language and the symbols of patriotism, pretending like they own it, when most of them have no clue what real patriotism is. You see it in the hearings and in the pictures from January 6th, the way American flagpoles were used as weapons, or or how the Confederate flag, which represents the opposite of patriotism, was being waved alongside the flag I fought for and paraded through the halls of Congress. With all that in the air, it's getting harder to be unapologetically patriotic. It's almost as if the flag itself has changed. I've got friends who, when they see a pickup truck flying a giant American flag off the back, they get nervous. And I don't blame them, because we're at this place as a country where political violence is a thing again. And the extreme right has done an incredibly effective job taking over the conversation about patriotism. 
When I was growing up, a crowd chanting USA was celebrating something. It was an inclusive thing. There was joy in it. Today, nine times out of ten, a crowd chanting USA is angry about something or they're threatening someone. Rewatch the tapes of the January 6th riots or honestly any Trump rally and you'll see what I mean. And all of this is happening while basic rights are being stripped away. I remember just this past 4th of July, after Roe v. Wade was overturned, realizing that my kids are going to have fewer rights than my generation did. And there's this feeling in my house, and I know a lot of others share it, that it's, it's just getting harder to express patriotism in the ways we used to. So it's tempting to say, fine, they can have it. I don't need a flag to prove I love my country. Which is true. There are a lot of ways to show one's patriotism. And believe it or not, I think even taking a knee can do that. But I'm not going to let the extremists define what patriotism is. They can't have that. America is far from perfect, but it's the promise of America we should be fighting for. That's real patriotism. Which means it's super important for people like me, white, male, and privileged, to rethink the patriotism we grew up with. In my case, it was patriotism born of gratitude. I joined the Navy because I was grateful for everything my country had given me. I learned in the Navy that the promise of America is not doled out equally or fairly. So many people I served alongside joined, not because of everything the country had done for them, but because they were demanding their country do better, demanding that America live up to its promise. And that is the kind of patriotism I aspire to, acknowledging that America is imperfect but worth fighting for. I sure am not going to give the extremists, the insurrectionists, a pass on abusing this flag and what it should represent. That's it. Let's get to work. That was uh, was very good. Very good. That was a fast three and a half I, minutes. I got to tell you, I was worried. I was beginning to worry that there weren't people like that gentleman out here. I, you know, we. I was beginning to worry that... Uh, People who were military or ex, you know, or ex-military, were going to fall in line with this whole uh, narrative put put uh, forward by the maggots. And I, I, I tell you, it was it was refreshing when I when I stumbled across that. I I I knew uh, I knew I had to play it, and I think that you know I I only hope that more like him can come out and tell their story. And all I can do is hope, Ed, seriously. Well, what he had to say was certainly uh, thought-provoking, truthful, and uh, just from the heart. I, I think the line that got me the most is that my kids are going to grow up with fewer rights than I did. And, exactly. And that is that is rapidly becoming the truth as we sit here and watch these Republicans become emboldened 
They don't even... They say the nasty stuff out loud now. Uh, they say it out loud with no fear of repercussions or, you know, let's let's end gay marriage. Let's end this. Let's end that. Look, just because somebody... It's a different viewpoint. It's a different worldview. It's living a different life. To all those those Republicans out there, these Trumpers, these maggots, live your life. Let other people live theirs. Nobody's asking. Let live. Nobody's asking you to be part of their life. Just just go on. What do you care? So you see one gay couple holding hands once. In 10 years, and you're gonna freak out about it? Why? What's it to you? What's it to read a little bit? Get some science. Uh, homosexuality is not a learned behavior. Some have experimented very deeply in with it. But that being said, all, all, all jokes aside, it's not a learned behavior. It's there. It's for the same reason some like chocolate, some like vanilla. Who knows? We just do. Okay? Uh, there's not a person on this planet that I couldn't, uh, deride you for your choice of spouse. She's too tall. He's too fat. Why'd you bother with him? You have your reasons and you may not even know your reasons, but you know, it's right. You know, this person makes you feel right. So why don't you leave other people alone and leave other people to their bodies and don't, don't make 14-year-old girls who have already been through the ringer. Don't make them make even worse decisions. Who who is going to take care of uh oh I I didn't say I didn't save it but somebody outside of someplace had had a sign up and I'm paraphrasing here. And it said uh hey Christians, uh hey Christian wives now, now, now your husband's girlfriend is going to have to carry the baby to term. <laughs> and it's true because how many, you know, they're all holier than thou on Sunday, but they're whooping it up, uh, you know, Saturday night. And the same people that are, you know, how many high school, uh, good Christian high school principals and teachers out there are, uh, you know, have trouble getting through the day with 16-year-old girls in, in tight clothes. You know, uh, they can't resist themselves. So, please, please. Uh, you know, and, it, and what he also mentioned about the people chanting USA, that galls me to no end every time I experience that, every time I see that on the news. USA, USA. What, what, are, you, what are you chanting for? What are you chanting for? This, this, you know, again, that used to be something positive. Everybody would chant, would would jump onto it. Well, I mean, I guess maybe that's the idea: get everybody involved. But man, oh man, Shevitz. He. Is, I mean, you don't hear anybody in Canada yelling "Canada, Canada." It doesn't roll off the tongue the same way, and it would be. Don't hear Mexico saying "Mexico, Mexico." Viva la Mexico! Viva la Mexico! Oh yeah, they say it once. Yeah, they say "Viva, Viva, Viva, Viva la Mexico." Viva la Mexico. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. Pardon. 
So anyway. And by the way, it's, it's Canada. Hey, Canada. Hey. I'm sorry, I got I led him down this path. You did it. <laughs> I was perfectly content where I was, but you I'm did sorry. It. So so yeah, what no, 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 bag What's that? Yeah, go ahead. What do you say we open a bag of chips here? Sure, why not? 14 of these victims are elementary school children. In the U.S., we average a mass shooting every day, and now another. And Republicans will say, if only the teachers had been armed. This committee proposes a bunch of laws that would do nothing to stop these murders. There are more guns in America than children, and the guns aren't going anywhere, but the children are, to funeral homes and cemeteries. Tragedies like this happen for a reason, and it probably doesn't have a lot to do with guns. Here's the lie. Guns make you safer. Here's the truth. Guns kill, and more guns kill more people. I really believe I'd run in there even if I didn't have a weapon. Yeah, that's the bullshit guys love to tell themselves i'm tough i know what you're thinking Bob. even veteran police shit their pants when bullets whiz by you trust americans who can't handle a traffic jam with a gun oh my god go after sandy hook i thought like you finally we'll do something and every time there's a shooting we play this ridiculous theater ted it's not theater but you are ridiculous and now more children are dead see you in cancun damn right Paris, come on storm in the capital yeah. <laughs> well you know that that's an older clip but it, it still rings true. It still rings true. We, uh, you know, uh, the the point has been made, constantly being made, especially since that uh, news came out about there were in Uvalde, 400 officers in the immediate area, and you had how many inside the building who ran for their lives? These are trained people. With you know, they're trained on these firearms and how to use, and their job is to run in that is your job you signed up to go in and save the kids okay exactly. and that didn't happen i mean think about the the set of circumstances i i, I read something about I, I i we talked about this briefly last week what are the circumstances of having that good guy with a gun be in the right place at the right time ready to ready to jump into action and by the way, yeah, you're asking school teachers to be armed? Good God, the cops won't do it. They're, they're talking about starting to uh, have uh, gun safety classes mandatory for kids. No. no. I'm telling you. I No, I, I believe what you're saying. I'm just... I, I, I'm just... I, I, I gotta tell. I gotta tell you, John. As morbid as this is about the sound, there, there's a big part of me that, that that's glad that in 20 years from now, I won't have to deal with most of this crap anymore. You know. Yeah, and you, and you don't have any. You don't have any children, so. Right. What I mean, I, I just, I, look, my time on this rock is rapidly coming to an end, and let me tell you what. Here's one kid who can't wait. Not. I'm not. I'm not. Pushing. I'm not accelerating the process, but yeah. that being said, I, I, I don't, I don't like the karma, the sound of that. No, no, so, no, no, uh, no. Look, I've been, you know, again, as we all know, been there, done that. Uh, yeah. I, I enjoyed my time there, and I'm looking forward to, to my return trip. It'll, it'll happen soon. My point <laughs> is, is that I firmly believe in 20 years, if we don't do something now, this is going to be unlivable. This will be like out of some bad movie. Where where Hitler won World War Two and you know and we're all 
Children with guns. Chickens never got shot when I was a kid. We didn't have school shootings. We 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 had massive beatings by the uh, the Irish Catholic brothers, uh, and the school teachers, the nuns, and the priests. Yeah, we we had massive massive child abuse, but but we didn't get shot. Gosh damn it! And uh, you're right. Laws may may or may not. We we <laughs> I I. I, I, I'm i doing right now what the Republicans want us to do. I'm throwing my hands up because I don't want to talk about this anymore. So let's move on to whatever else we're, what it is we're going to talk about. Well, here's something we can uh, we can chew on for just a little bit. All right. Here's a, a, here's a clip from Joe uh, Rogan's oh, show. You remember that? You remember that jackwad, right? Yes. Yes, I do. He was on news radio, by yeah. the way. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, we're on the underpass, and there's porta potties, not one either, like four, like a deck of porta potties. Wow. And then someone has a car parked there on the sidewalk, like partly on the sidewalk. So they're like half blocking a lane. And then they have like a, a canopy draped over their car, and they have just stacks of shit. And then next to it was a dresser. They had a dresser. Jesus. So they had their shoes and a shoe rack. There was a shoe rack. Like, this is where they live. They're That's just... really wild. I didn't know also that, um, you know, when when you see stuff like that on the streets, at least in Los Angeles or maybe in California, those are, that's protected property, like by law. You know that? Like if you were so to So you're go, not supposed to do that. But, and, and, but like that's that person's property by law. If you oh, were to the go, homeless person's property yes. is protected? Yes, absolutely. Huh. If you were to go and try to move that or take that, you get arrested. Yeah. Yeah. Hilarious. Mm-hmm. But they wouldn't arrest you if you shot somebody. Maybe mm-hmm. you should just go and shoot the homeless people. I like your ideas. Yeah. yeah. And if nobody claims it, I mean, nobody does anything about violent crime in L.A. anymore. It's a fucking joke. Yeah. They're just letting people out. See, I have no idea who that clown was that he was talking with. But, uh, yeah, let's just let's just shoot the homeless. You know, Jesus Christ, it's. I can't hear you, Ed. I don't. Uh... All right. Let's take a look at that for a second. Uh, I will say this. At the end, Rogan just brought it to its logical conclusion uh, because they're they're misinformed. The things that the people own are their property. The car, the canopy, probably a tarp, the dresser. The place where they're at is not their property. That's what they're trying to make it sound like. They're just wildly misinformed. You know, they don't suddenly own that piece of asphalt. Of course, yeah, they're of course, the things that belong to them belong to them. That's true anywhere. So, once again, uh, make, making up stuff that just didn't happen. And... Uh, Joe Rogan. But this is the mentality. This is the mentality of these people these days. They think that this type of mentality is okay. And while Joe Rogan or his lunatic guest, whoever it was he was talking to, probably wouldn't go out and shoot homeless people. Well, gee, you know, next week uh, we wind up hearing that a homeless person was shot. Right. 
well, oh, you know, I heard that on Joe Rogan, man. That, that, sounded, right. that sounded like that was a good idea. You mean like the pedophiles at the pizza shop in Washington, D.C.? Yeah. Where Hillary exactly. was, was running the... Uh, yeah, no, I understand that. Look, I, I, I'm i no fan of Joe Rogan, but the tone he had there was very much like, okay, you're telling me that's their property, but I could go shoot them. In other words, he's talking about how screwed up our laws are. You know, but he's again on on a different aside. He's wrong about you know it's not their prop. The items are their property, not not the ground that they're on. So, but I understood. I understand the point he was making. He took it to a logical conclusion. Well, if I here according to the law, I can't do this, but I could do this, and that's how stupid the laws are. That's I think the point he's making but you make a valid point somebody will just say hey i heard him say that completely out of context they'll take it that's hey i just made a valid lucid point how did that happen? Uh, you look like you could use a smile let me let me give you a smile here okay we all know that dr oz is so proud of being jersey strong well, I'm from New Jersey. He's a huge New Jersey celebrity who's lived there for three decades. Clearly, he loves his home state. He's even registered to vote there. To honor Dr. Oz's deep New Jersey roots, we thought it'd be a great idea to start a petition and help him reach his dream of being inducted into the New Jersey Hall of Fame. Help us recognize his Jersey pride by signing our petition today. Fetterman is just kicking his ass on this stuff. He is just going to town on this. Uh, he is he has hired a very very uh, popular form of advertising on the Jersey Shores, uh, banner planes pulling uh, pulling banners, and you'll see it for nightclubs and all that good stuff. And he hired somebody uh, to troll Doctor Oz. He went on cameo. He got Snooky from Jersey Shore. <laughs> To do a cameo, that's, that's to do a video, and that's out there, and uh, and you know, he's just embracing this, and I I, I will be very very sad to see Doctor Oz win in in Pennsylvania uh, because he's a name. Fetterman's, uh, you know, he's done. He's worked for that state. He's worked for those people, and uh, I, I I hope the people will realize that Fetterman is actually the man that will that is good. have you seen any polling on that i have not i i think that fetterman is going to do better than you may suspect oh i didn't say he was going to do bad not at all i think he's i i think he's going to do fine but i'm just uh also concerned about people that are going to vote for oz simply because it of the name or that that's that's all that's how do you think trump got elected my god and uh i thought trump got it it was it was a name thing so uh so there's that well i get a feeling that it is about that time to wrap it up for for this uh uh first hour 
we're getting ready to roll into just killing time so we hope you stay with us and we'll, uh, we'll be back shortly you're listening to the Taffy Stand on Radio DMI. T-F-I You found Just Killing Time with John and Ed. I am Frau Blucher. On Radio T-F-I. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428. If you are watching live, the comment section is open. From a payphone, call collect. while I whip this out. I don't know, Jimbo. It sounds crazy to me. I think we can pull it off. I mean, a lot of people have never been to Hawaii, and we'll just take the winner of the promotion out to a lake near Nashville, and we'll find a beach, and we could throw a luau for him, you know? I mean... But Jimbo's, we got no dough. We <laughs> don't have a budget. What can it cost? A couple plastic palm trees, some paper mache pineapples, yeah. you know, a, a, a blue drink with an umbrella? Yeah. Clear Channel WJIM, we've got a caller on the line. Are you a contestant, sir? Uh-huh. What's your name and where are you from? Bill from Milwaukee. Okay, Bill from Milwaukee, you're trying to win the all-expense-paid vacation to Waikiki. If you can tell me the name of the song Wild Jimbos are best known for. Hello? Uh-huh. Is it Let's Talk Dirty in Hawaiian? That's it! You win, Bill! Yes! Stop Waikiki! Well, I pay my bags and bought my silver ticket. To the land of tall palm trees Aloha, oh Milwaukee Hello, Waikiki Well, just stepping down from the airplane And I heard her say Wack-a-wack-a-nooka-licka-wack-a-wack-a-nooka-licka Would you like a lay? Hey, let's talk dirty in Hawaiian Whisper
with my moolah And send it to the folks back home I never had a chance to dance the hula I guess I should have known I should have When you start talking to the sweet Bahamians John Shannon, who is muted. Oops. Oops. Well, we're even. Now we're even. <laughs> I did that just, just for you, just so you would, wouldn't would feel quite so bad. Thank you very you know, much. I, you're so welcome. And we are indeed, we are indeed back here. Uh, our number two, uh, affectionately known as Just Killing Time just here killing on time. Rio. Here on Radio TFI and on the Radio TFI streaming network, in case you forgot or you just weren't here for our number one, from the ShalottaMakesMeLaugh.com studio in St. Paul, Minnesota, I'm John Shannon, but over there, yeah, over there, this guy, yeah, yep, 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 this guy, in the swimmingly decorated... Radio TFI Executive Tower. I think he, he's got this map behind him. I think he wants to point out, using that map, he wants to point out that we are heard nationwide. Or not. <laughs> Anyways, it is the one and only Ed Van Ness. Once again... Good morning, sir. Good morning, kids and kittens. Once again, we trust you've had a fine, fantastic week. Thank you for sticking with us or just joining us if uh, our number two is just your bag, Dad. Now, as far as the map behind me, which for the folks on the radio, don't worry about it. Uh, it's a giant map of the USA. It's four feet wide. By, uh, by about three feet high. I've had this map. It's on a corkboard. I've had this for a gazillion years. On it, and you can't see it from from where I'm sitting, uh, but on it are little pushpins indicating every place I've been in this great land of ours. Uh, and that includes all my travels with various companies and when I did my uh, one lap around the United States. Uh it sat in storage for many, many years. Uh, I finally, a few weeks ago, I was going to put it back up. I said, you know what? The frames, it's a wood frame. It's a little, let me paint the frame. So I, I masked off the, the map 
and uh, it's a laminated map. Well, well, now it's going to have a blue border <laughs> because I can't get the tape off. <laughs> so we're so we're going to clean it up a little bit, and uh, it'll have a blue border around it. But anyway, that's that's my map. It's one of my prized possessions, and uh, thank you for noticing it, which you really can't help but not notice it sitting behind me. I told you I'd have stuff here. I just had to. I, you know. And he kind of put that up last minute last night. So. No, no, no. The plan was last night to put it up. That had nothing to do with last minute. I was doing stuff, and that was... I had a full day yesterday around around the uh, executive okay. tower. You got to remember, we just moved. There's still stuff in boxes, okay? We have entire entire departments that have not unpacked yet the finance department is still in boxes the travel department hasn't unpacked their bags <laughs> get that see anyway we'll talk more about that when we are desperately needing to fill time i wanted to i wanted to take a second to just flip this out here uh, from our number one we're talking about fetterman versus oz oh we're back to that uh, I just, just, just give me just a second here on this. The uh, I looked at several polls on that to answer answer my own question because I didn't know it. Uh, Fetterman is either tied or leading uh, Oz in just about. I mean, every poll I've seen, I looked at about about six or seven of them. And so Fetterman's doing a good job considering you remember with Fetterman, he was sick for a while yeah, and wasn't actually actively on the campaign trail. No, so. and Dr. Oz is still an idiot. So, well, there's that. It's, that, it's, it's low. Food, what can I say? That has not changed. <laughs> All right. What do you say? Let, what do you say? We, uh, uh, roll into the uh, birthdays here. Real quickly, and then we'll get into. Uh, we'll, we'll in the meantime fill up the. Uh, we got to put a little extra gas in the uh, wayback machine. It's not uh, this, gas. Uh, it's not the problem. We'll talk about that when we get there. But it's not gas. That's not the problem. Oh, okay. Anyway. Right, here is this week's birthday from today, the 24th, uh, 4th, uh, next Saturday, whatever that is. I think that's the 30th, if I'm not mistaken. So anyways, here we go. we got a few of them, so we'll try to make this quick. So on the 24th, uh, Ruth Buzzy. Yes, that Ruth Buzzy, still alive, still kicking at 86 years old. By the way, I follow Ruth Buzzy on Twitter. She's very funny. Really? Really. I'll have to I'll have to keep that in mind. You will. Uh okay. Also on the twenty fourth, Linda Carter will be seventy one. Wonder Woman herself. Wonder Woman. <laughs> this man delivers. Carl Malone, better known as the mailman, will be fifty nine years old. Do you know he actually bought himself an eighteen wheeler back in the day? And because he loved driving the trucks? And in the off season, he would, yeah, he would he would 
he would go out. He wasn't doing it for the dough so much as he just enjoyed it. I can understand that. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, on the 24th, Barry Bonds will be 58 years old. You think he could still still uh, rock one out of uh, out of the ballpark? Well, I don't think so. I don't think he's t- he's uh, used any substances for uh, quite a while. So uh, he he might be able to get into the shallow center field these days. But <laughs> oh, man, man, you're mean. Yeah, well, it is what it is. And on the twenty fourth, also Jennifer Lopez will turn fifty three years old. Hell no! That woman, when she's not all glammed up, she 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 is the epitome of. Uh, I mean, she's just adorable when she's not all glammed up. You know, when I she's, totally agree. When she's just totally. Jenny from the block, she just married Ben Affleck again. Uh huh. Benifer. Affleck. All right, here we go. For the uh, 25th now, where Matt LeBlanc will be 55 years old. How you doing? Uh, moving on to the 26th, what? Mick Jagger will be 79 years old. That's hard to believe. Yeah, he does seem like he should be about 90, doesn't he? Oh, easily. Easily. And it'll be hard for you to believe it. This uh, next uh, entrant will be is actually younger than Mick Jagger. Helen Mirren will be seventy-seven. No kidding. Yeah. Have you ever seen pictures of her when she was younger? Uh, I think I may have. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Uh, moving on, uh, still with the 26th, uh, where Sandra Bullock will be 58 years old. Really? America's sweetheart. She a, yeah, she was a crush of mine for a while, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, moving on to the 27th. Here's one you'll appreciate. Norman Lear will be 100 years old. And still kicking. Exactly. Uh, a little further, a little younger would be Bobby Gentry, who will turn 78. Bobby Gentry? My God, Bobby I, haven't, Gentry. I haven't heard that name in like for That was, uh, oh, the ballot, the uh, Ode to Billy Joe? Am I? Yep. That's the one. Okay. We have that in the vault. Or, or was it me and Bobby McGee? No, no. Bobby Gentry wouldn't be singing me and Bobby McGee. That would be too confusing. That's a good point. That's one of my better ones. <laughs> uh, a little younger yet is Maureen McGovern will be 73. Uh, she's, uh, Maureen McGovern, she... Uh, uh, come on, you got it there. What, what is there she? has to be a morning after. I was just thinking that, Poseidon Adventure. Uh, uh, let's see. A little younger yet... Bill Ingvall, the here's your sign guy, 65 years old. You know, I've I, I've seen him do the here's your sign, but I've never seen, understand what the genesis is. Why are you getting a sign? Why are you getting a sign? Because you're stupid. No, I get that, they, but what, what's the purpose of the sign? I don't get what the sign is for. I get your well, stupid. This, the, here's the the genesis would be because they just figure for the greater good 
of uh, people everywhere. Every stupid person should be forced to wear a sign. Copy that. Thank you very much. Here's your sign. So, here's your sign. Gotcha. Exactly. Moving on. Uh, had, had to uh, delve into the wrestling world for uh, Triple H. So Triple H, better his real name is actually uh, Paul Lavescue. And his wrestling name, when he first started out, at least in WWE or WWF back then, was Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Thus, Triple H. Mm-hmm. He knew the he knew the way to to get uh, get to the top. He married the uh, chairman's daughter. Been, he very he married how, uh, Vince McMahon's daughter. How old is he going to be? Oh, he'll be 52 years old. And at 71, Vince McMahon just retired. Yes, he did. All right. See that? I know my wrestling. There you go. I'm damn sight proud of you. You should be. Uh, uh, lastly, on the 27th, Alex Rodriguez, uh, current owner of the or co-owner of the Minnesota Timberwolves, will be 47 years old. I got nothing. Moving on. I understand. Uh, moving on to the uh, 28th, where Hall of Fame basketball star and former uh, politician, I forget exactly, I think a senator, if I'm not mistaken, Bill Bradley, will be 79 years old. He was a, a, a senator from New York. Uh, Jim Davis. You recognize that name? The creator of Garfield. Yes, sir. Thank you. The, cre- the creator of Garfield will be 77 years old. Do I get a cookie for that? You know, I'm pretty uh, good. No, you know, I'm pretty good at this stuff. You get a pan of lasagna. Ooh, I'm very good. Very. You win today's uh, Who Cares Award. Exactly. All right. Uh, on to uh, Sally Struthers will be 75 years old. A little girl. Yes. Uh, here's one for you. Former Oakland A's superstar pitcher Vita Blue will be 73. Really? He was amazing back in the day. He was a monster. Yes, he was. Uh, and uh, last but not least for the 28th, Liz Cheney will be 56 years old. A, 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 a very... Focus round of applause for Liz Cheney for her work on the January 6th committee. The rest of it, eh, not so much. I hear you. All right. Uh, Nothing on the 29th, so we'll move on to the 30th, where former baseball commissioner Bud Selig will be 88 years old. Man single-handedly... It just, just uh, look. I'll, I'll say, right. I'll say one thing for Bud Selig. One thing, and one thing only. He saved the the Seattle Pilots franchise by moving it to Milwaukee. When he was commissioner, oh. my God, he was horrible because he worked for the owners. Whereas it used to be the commissioner's office, you know, the commissioner did what they had to do. This guy was... eh. Okay. Okay. I'm done. 
Moving on, uh, a little younger yet will be uh, Paul Anka, who will be 81 years old. I'm, I'm and rounding out the list, last but not least, our very last birthday of this week will be the one and only Arnold Schwarzenegger. Honored. He will be 75 years old. Get, get in the chopper. Honored. There you go. That's your birthday for all right for week. Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday to you. And happy birthday to you as well, listening if your birthday falls within this upcoming week. You know what? Even if it doesn't, even if it falls in the in the twelve months before and after this broadcast. Happy birthday to you. There you go. I think I can All right, you ready? Everybody. Am I do ready? you have the keys or do I? All right. It's not a key issue. It's not a gas issue. Okay. We've narrowed well, it down. We've, no, no, but I had breakfast, so we've, it could be a gas issue. We've narrowed it down. You're not stroking the how do you call it. Okay. You've got to stroke it. All right. And then just as you feel the pressure building up in the hoozy gal, you have to. Wait, it's a lot of sexual into a I don't know it. what you're talking about. Yeah, okay. But you got you to stroke it until you get the pressure built up. Well, you got to pay attention, John. Okay. I'm paying attention. And then at just at that moment, when I give you the high, the Heidi Heidi Ho, You've got to pop it. I don't know by what you've given me to Heidi Heidi-ho. You've got to pop it and lock it, okay, at the same time. So don't disappoint me here. Are you ready? Uh, well, let's give it our best shot. All right, stroke it. Stroke it. All right, get ready. Get ready. You, do you feel the pressure building? Come on, pop it. Pop it, lock it. Pop it, lock it. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another exciting installment of Professor Shannon's Wayback Machine, a look ahead to what's happened in the past. Here's your host, Professor John Shannon. Okay, well, now you, I did. Uh, you can, you I can stop stroking it now. Put a bunch of, putting a bunch in here. So uh, we'll try to get through this as quick as we can. Oh, good Lord. We're starting again with, with the uh, 24th, where the U.S. performs nuclear tests at the Nevada test site. Boom. Yeah, yeah, pop, boom, exactly. Uh, in 1958, Ted Williams is fined $250 for spitting at Boston fans again. Well, there's two reasons why that shouldn't matter. A, Boston fans deserve it, and B, I wasn't born yet, so none of it really matters. I hear you. Okay, 1959, Vice President Nixon argues with Nikita Khrushchev, Khrushchev, excuse me, in what was known as the kitchen debate. Now, you know why that does matter? Uh, Because it it was the very beginning of the Cold War, and that was the year I was born. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Well, then, two years afterwards, in 1961, the beginning of the trend, a U.S commercial plane is hijacked to cuba 
that became a thing. It did, did. It did. In 1965, Bob Dylan release, releases Like a Rolling Stone. Mm-hmm. Okay. In 74, yep. Death Wish, based on the novel by Brian Garfield, directed by Michael Winner, and starring Charles Bronson, Charles Bronson, is released in the U.S. I saw that in the movie theaters. What year was that again? 74. It was 15. Yeah, I remember that. That was... Uh... The, the the thing that the scene that got a lot of us was him with the, with the bag of quarters, the sock full of quarters, just whooping up on people. How many more of these we got, John? About 30, 40? Uh, 45, I think, something like that. Get a snack, hey. kids. It's going to be a while. I've seen the list. <laughs> okay, 1978, Billy Martin resigns as Yankees manager oh, good after Lord. one is born a liar and the other a convicted one. Do you know who he was talking about? Uh, George Strymberg, George Strymberg, Brenner, and <laughs> Reggie Jackson. I that that pretty much the Billy Martin Steinbrenner gives pretty much cemented my dislike for the Yankees. I have been more or less a Mets fan anyway, but I would watch the Yankees. But that whole in the seventies, oh god, it was pathetic. That's when. Oh, CBS never should have sold the team. All right. Going on to 1979, where the Red Sox Carl Yastrzemski hits his 400th home run. Mm -hmm. Yes. In 1983, the infamous Pine Tar game. (laughs) Who can forget George Brett? Bolting out of the dugout, ready to kick him some umpire ass. I I can see it right now. I'm seeing it right now. Him, you can see the look on his face, the hair flying, arms arms flailing. He is he is ready to kill. He is. Now I didn't. I had forgotten this, but apparently that ruling actually was overturned. Yes, it was later on. Yeah, they, they, they picked up the game from, from right there. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, in uh, Moving on to the 25th, where in 1946 at Club 500 in Atlantic City, Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis staged their first show as a comedy team. Yes, and then proceeded to, to develop a longstanding hate. <laughs> there you go. In 1964, the Beatles album A Hard Day's Night goes number one, stays number one for 14 weeks. Yes, yay. I want to hold your hand. (laughs) Uh, 1985, uh, spokeswoman for Rock Hudson confirms that he has AIDS. You know, Rock Hudson, when uh, very few people are going to get this, when he died, he he had no friends. But he had neighbors up the ass. Oh, good No, it goes like this. Thank you. You're welcome. Also on the 25th in 1990, Roseanne Barr sings the national anthem at the Red San Diego Padres game. I can see it now. I'm scratching her crotch and spitting on the ground afterwards. I am trying. I am getting ready to take a screwdriver 
and dig deep into my brain to try to erase that image. <laughs> All right, moving on to the 26th, where in 1933, Joe DiMaggio ends a 61-game hitting streak in the Pacific Coast League. And you know, you know what he said after that? Tell him, I'm Batman. Uh, moving on to 1990, where President George Bush signs the Americans with Disabilities Act. And a fine, fine thing that is. It could, well, use, some actually, it could use some refinement, but overall, it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. I couldn't see Republicans passing anything like that. Oh, in, no. Uh, this Are you kidding age. me? Exactly. Uh, 1991, Paul Rubens, you may know him as Pee Wee Herman, is, a, is arrested in Florida for exposing himself in an adult movie theater. Oh, I should have read the list. I got a bit that goes right, right there. I'm, uh, oh, I'm going to try and dig it up while, while John does whatever it is John does. Pee-wee had his pee-wee out, and well, oh, we, we, trust me, we're going to do a whole lot better than that. <laughs> All right, 2017, ugh, President Trump announces a policy to ban trans transgender people from the military, overturning Obama-era changes. Yeah, yeah, because making it perfectly okay to hate transgender. That people. is absolutely correct, sir. Uh, that is absolutely correct. So. All right. Let's not make this hour number one. That was my fault. Yeah, well, uh, well yeah, 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 you did. Uh, all right. On the 27th, uh, Vice President Richard Nixon is nominated for the as the presidential candidate in the Republican convention in Chicago. In 1965, President Lyndon Johnson signs a bill requiring cigarette makers to print health warnings on all cigarette packages, showing the effects of smoking. In 1991, TV Guide publishes its 2,000th edition. Really? I used to love yeah. TV Guide. Me too. Absolutely. All right, going on now to the 28th. We're in 1896. The city of Miami is incorporated. What year? 1896. Yeah, there were still idiots then. So. <laughs> in 1951, Walt Disney, the animated musical Alice in Wonderland is released. In 1954, On the Waterfront, directed by Elise Aaliyah, I think it is, Kazan, starring Marlon Brando and Eva Marie Saint, is released. Uh, best, it was Best Picture in 1955. Okay, we, we, we need a minute or two here, so you're going to have to cut out some stuff. Go, uh, go, go, back, to okay. Pee, go back to the Pee Wee Herman story. Go back to the Pee Wee Herman story. Yeah, so read it again. Okay. Where was it here? Come here, Pee Wee. <laughs> Come here, Pee Wee. Where were you here? 
Okay, 1991. What happened in 1991? In uh, on the 20th, what was it, 25th, 26th rather. Paul Rubens, better known as Pee Wee Herman, is arrested in Florida for exposing himself as, in an adult movie theater. We got a 69 in progress at the Triple X Theater. Officers requesting backup to all of paper towels. I love myself because no one will love me. When I feel down, I run to the movies. Give the usher my stub. It's all kind of sleazy. I unzip my pants because I'm feeling peewee. I didn't hurt. I mean, I didn't touch animals. I only choked one chicken. Is that a gun in your pocket, Peewee, or are you just happy to see us? What's with the cops? Why'd they come running? I was just hanging with a friend of mine. I turned around, and the coppers, they were laughing. They said, Peewee, you're gonna go blind! I closed my eyes, cause it's getting to me. My career might die. But I'm feeling groovy Any fool can see How much I adore it I get down on my knees Cause I'm going for it I didn't hurt Anybody else So leave me alone So I can touch myself No, no, I didn't hurt No, anybody else I'd hold up my hands, police officer But I'm busy now Media popcorn with butter on the side. I'll just butter it myself. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! All right, let, let, let's end this bit. <laughs> Get to the end. <laughs> All right, got, we well, gotta move on. In in uh, 2017. Uh, in the ah, Jesus, now you got me totally flustered here. Plumbing. Uh, U.S. Uh, Senate vote for a skinny repeal of Obamacare uh, fails 51 to 49 when John McCain casts the deciding thumbs vote down. against. The thumbs down. What thumbs day, down. What day are we at? We are now on the 29th. All right. Let's, uh, we, we're running out of time here. Well, we'll, we'll get through it. Uh, in uh, around the 29th, in, 50, in 1957, Jack Parr's The Night Show premieres on NBC. In 1958, President Eisenhower signs into law the National Aeronautics and Space Act ooh, of 1950. I know what that is. That's Space Force. Uh, not quite. Aww. In 1965, the Beatles movie Help premieres, and Queen Elizabeth attended that movie. Yeah, she did. How about that? She's in 1996, the Los Angeles Dodgers manager Tommy Lasorda retires with a record of 1599 and 1439. One more thinking game. Yeah. Uh, four National League pennants and two World Series championships. All right. Way to go, Tommy. Okay. All right. Real quick for the 30th, 
the uh, in nineteen sixty the first AFL AFL preseason game between the Boston Patriots and the Buffalo Bills. Yay, team. In 1965, LBJ signs the Medicare bill. In 1977, I Just Want to Be Your Everything by Andy Gibb reaches number one on the Billboard Hot 100. Move on. In 1980, Houston Astros pitcher J.R. Richards suffered a stroke. Oh, yeah, I remember that. That was bad. In 1990, George Steinbrenner, your buddy, is forced by the commissioner of baseball, Fabe Vincent, to resign as uh, principal partner of the Yankees. Fabe Vincent. He had had balls of steel, that Fabe Vincent. Last but not least. Thank God. Very last but not least. Thank God. In 2003, the last old-style Volkswagen Beetle Rolls off the assembly line in Mexico. All right. Well, that was that was enchanting. John, you don't have to do much this time. Just unpop it and unlock it. All right? You think you can do that? Just, no, that's not where your hand goes. No, not that lever. The other Oh. All together now. Ah. <sighs> Well, I'm thinking it just ran out of gas, personally. But whatever gets you through the night, man. All right, that exactly. was that was incredibly longer than it needed to be. Uh, I told you that last night. Now, now we got to rush. Now we got to rush. rush. Yeah, we got to rush. Why do we got to rush? We don't have to rush. <sighs> we'll start it up, anyways. All right, here we go. And now, ladies and gentlemen, allow me to present the battle of the one-hit wonders. Here's your match official, John Shannon. All right, so in this week's battle of the one-hit wonders, we have our current challenger put forth from 1981. It is Quarter Flash. Current champion from 1969. This is its third uh, third defense now. Shocking blue.
right, there you go. And are you ready for the winner? Now, 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 before we go any further, I have to cop two. I'm conceding this week because, as we found out, uh, my song, it wasn't their only hit. So I, I am conceding this week, regardless of what the numbers turn out to be. Uh, Venus will continue on, as our a quarter flesh did have another hit, and I, I was not aware of it. So I, uh, I, I will. I will he's, got it, he's got his heart in his hands right now. He feels bad. It's not my heart, but, but hey, you know, I'm still working on the wayback machine. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Tell us the numbers anyway, John. Break my heart. All right. Here is your winner. No, 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 no. Before you, before you, Tom. All right, we'll do the winner first. Hold on. And still, sixty-four percent of the vote.
right. That was your current champion from uh, 1969, Venus by Shocking Blue. So now we do have a challenger for uh, Hold on. Uh, next week. Let's go over the numbers before we do this. Oh, okay. Well, I'm curious. Uh, okay. So Shocking Blue, Venus, uh, won the overall bet by 64.7%. So in other words, there was really no need for me to concede. Uh, no, not really. There wasn't. So you uh, owe me one. It was a, it was a, it was a dead heat in, uh, Face that was still fun. It was still fun to listen to. It was a dead heat on Twitter and, uh, Facebook gave it a, uh, basically, what was it? A seven to two, uh, wow. ratio, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. So there's a, there's the breakdown. Fair so. enough. Okay. All right. So now I do have now, now now before we all right, go ahead. You say what you're gonna say. I I have a question because I've seen several versions of, of the challenger. So the first I one, need you to the first, whatever the earliest one is. Okay. I prob I'm thinking it's probably the same one. Uh done by a group called the Weather Girls. That is correct, correct? sir. That is correct. Okay. Okay, so here's the Weather Girls. Hold on from a second. Now you go. Okay. Here are the Weather Girls from 1983. Your challenger on this or next week in the Battle of the One-Hit Wonders on Radio TFI.
right, there is your uh, challenger for this next week. The Weather Girls. It's Rain and Men from 1983. This uh, I think uh, this Ed's is... out the heavy artillery this week. It looks like, and no pun intended to the Literally, artist. Uh, I I am confident, confident that this is going to blow Venus out of the water. And I have my suspicions why. I mean, it's a great tune. It was a wonderful, wonderfully cheap video. If you've never seen the video for the original It's Raining Men, it, it, it's so, done so wonderfully cheaply. It, it, it's just, and the two women that are, that are singing, they're just, they're just fantastic. One of them, sadly, has long since passed. But uh, now, John, you you obviously found another version with RuPaul, now, didn't you? No, actually, the one I found, where was it? Uh, oh, just a second, I have um, J- uh, Jerry Hall or uh, Harwell? Oh, Hallwell. okay, from from uh, Spice Girls. Yeah, uh, and I think there was, yeah. excuse me, one other, but that's fine. Yeah, there was uh, one other with, with, with the surviving Weather Girl and RuPaul. That came out about oh, what? four or five years ago. So it was kind of an updated version of it. It, it, it was interesting, but, you know, nothing like. <laughs> but I firmly, 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 firmly believe that this is the one. I you, think, I think. You be on to something. I think you stand, you stand a better than even chance. I think all those fine, fine people that are now following you, that some of them are following me, shockingly. I think once they see this, I, I, I think here, here's how here's how much how confident I am. I believe Republicans in every state will try to change the voting rules so that I can't possibly win with this. This is this is what I believe. <laughs> Okay, okay, Donald. <laughs> so anyway, that's that's it. That's that's all I got for that. That was uh Boy oh boy, that ate up like the whole hour, didn't it? Boy, yeah. oh, boy oh boy. We so gotta... so now we got about six minutes left to go. What else you got? I got nothing. Well, there you go. <laughs> There you go. That is my point exactly. Because we have come out, we have literally come out of those two segments at times with a half an hour to kill. And next thing you know, we're saying, oh, oh, what you doing? Oh, 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 oh." you know, so see my map. Yeah. So that's it. Um, You better have. I'm gonna. Sh- I'm gonna shorten that uh, segment down like you won't believe. Next week, you better have a good solid half an hour worth of content. Well, on the other you side. know, <laughs> pulling the curtain back. Now, the other day, John sends me a text message with all the birthdays and all the stuff for the Wayback Machine, and we we had we had a gentleman's agreement that we would keep each of those segments down to seven to ten items each so that you know it doesn't you know and i don't want to be this guy but you know john's reading skills ain't what they could be so it's uh he you know that's between you and, you and the me. problem with john's reading skills is is ed's at interrupt his skills mm, mine are better my skills 
So we we thought we had. So John sends me this text, and I swear there must have been twenty five birthdays on it, and what about thirty wayback items? That's the truth. I'm not making that up. This week. This week. This week was a little overboard, sir. Uh, it was about uh, fifteen total birthdays, and. I think altogether it was probably about 30 way backs. That's what I said. I said about 30. And so that's, yeah. that's 45 items. But there weren't, that many, there weren't that many birthdays. God, heaven forbid. I can't help but the people, people have birthdays on, the, on this week. There were a lot of birthdays. But we don't have to talk about all of them. Well... Carl Malone, I, I mean, he was a great player in his day. I could have lived without Carl Malone's birthday. And besides oh, that, well. you can rotate him around. This year we don't mention Carl Malone, but next year we mention Carl Malone. You think I'm going to remember? You think I'm going to remember that in a year? <laughs> I don't think you remember our one, my friend. You're probably right. Uh, well, I, they can't hear us anyways, but uh, we got dropped on Facebook. Yeah, so it's going to happen. They obviously, they obviously did not like something we did. The Weather Girls. Yeah, I guess. Well, maybe maybe it was the 4,000 uh, birthdays. and. Uh, I somehow doubt that. Something tells me next week John is just going to have an alphabetical list of everybody having a birthday on uh, on July 30th. Well, and we'll world, soon find world, out. Worldwide, I'm talking about worldwide, and he's just going to, uh, j- j- just going to. Uh, on a side note, kids and kittens, one that has nothing to do with anything because I'm just very excited about it. We had some monitor issues last week here in the uh, here in the executive tower. I was working off one screen, as you may recall. We we rectified that situation this week. We we got new equipment for the big uh, big studio here. I have a lovely 27-inch monitor, which I, I tell you what, I never realized how good I look on this screen. Uh, John, eh. But it's bigger, it's wider, and uh, it should get the Wayback Machine going just fine. But the one thing that, and I mentioned this to John pre-show, one thing that got me is the fact that it's a 27-inch screen. The very first grown-up TV I ever owned was a console TV. And for those of you that don't remember, a console TV was like a big piece of furniture. But it had a giant screen of 25 inches. This screen here is bigger than my floor model console TV that I had, my first grown-up adult TV. So uh, it, it's just it, it just amazes me that I can literally lift this thing with one hand and it has more better picture better everything than that big huge bulk piece of furniture beautiful wood carving let me tell you i loved me my uh my console tv but sadly things things of the past well john shannon what were you looking up there on your telephone well well i was just checking out to see uh at uh, looked like at about ten forty eight. so what at whatever point in time at 10:48 uh, Central Time is when they pulled the plug on uh, Facebook. So that would have been it was training Yep. So well, or they had just realized they had sat through all those intimidable birthdays and waybacks, and they said, "That's it. We're done. We're bailing. It's over. See ya." That's what they said. 
Because there is more than there is more than one way to skin a cat for this, and we're going to talk about that in about mm, a minute and a half. Exactly. We're not going to talk about it on air, but hey! And guess what? The gong has sounded. Chuck Fair or uh, Chuck Barris wasn't his, his name. Chuck Barris has said he's heard enough. He hit the gong. We're done for this week. So thanks for uh, joining us. Until next week. For that guy, Ed Van Ness, I'm John Shannon. I got the money. I don't care what you say, Facebook. See ya! The views and opinions expressed by the hosts and guests do not necessarily state or reflect those of the company and its management. Furthermore, the assumptions, views, opinions and insinuations made by the host and guests do not reflect those of the show, the management and the network. In addition, all copyrighted material is used without permission and will be removed with notification from the rightful owners or their agent. So there.